Welcome, fellow acolytes. I am your very uh, do 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 Sith Lord. Do do. What what is that a description of? A Bible kadoosh. What is that from? I don't know. I'm turning your audio down though. You're slightly. Hi. Let's see right now. Hi. Hi. Uh, it's slightly low. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Oh. Patrick Star get his own show. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, by this come by the time this comes out, the internet will have already torn it apart. More than likely. Stupid internet. Yep. So everybody, welcome to the Wayfinder Pod. You know my original punchline for this or catchphrase, not punchline. It's like we're the joke. <laughs> Ew. Anyway, what was the original my, my original slash cat my catch catchphrase? Catch well, sh- 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 shut up. <laughs> my original my original Wayfinder catchphrase was, uh, "We are Wayfinder Pod. We we are going to help you navigate through the Star Wars universe." God, you went away from that. I completely forgot about it. So yeah, we're way- ADHD again. <laughs> we're Wayfinder Pod, and we're here to help you navigate your way through the Star Wars universe. How's that? All the way to Exegol. Yep. Join us on this journey to Exegol. Ew. Exegol. What was that? That was like that's an angry Palpa- French That's man. Palpatine with throat cancer. Ew. No. <laughs> an angry Frenchman? That's what it sounded like. Exegol. You should say Fruit of the Loom in an angry French accent. Fruit of the Loom. Anyway. <laughs> this is a podcast in which we talk about all of Star Wars chronologically until we die. Uh, books we break down chapter by chapter comic book runs will be broken down by issue series will be broken down by episode and movies well you just get us talking about the movies hollows i was prepared to like jump in there and say one of them again boom i hit you with it hollows oh oh, crap this one okay um you can follow us on twitter and instagram (laughs) Uh, Wayfinder Pod. What? You look like... Okay. Okay. This is going to sound mean, but it's not me. It's the first comparison that popped up in my head. Oh, my ADHD. Lord. So what you look like in that moment was like a surprise clown. <laughs> That's rude. You were just like... <laughs> Might as well be a mime. The opening of Joker. There you go. Where he's just like... Okay. Well, you can... Hollows. Yes, yes, that's what I'm getting to. Okay. Okay. You can follow us, um, the podcast, on Twitter and Instagram at WayfinderPod. Okay, so you can follow us, you know, the podcast, at WayfinderPod on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Ty on Twitter at Jabawanawanga. He's no Jedi. Okay, and then you can follow me, moi, on Twitter at Darth Lady Shaw with two A's. It's ah ah's. Uh-uh. Like ah uh-uh ah batteries. Ah uh-uh. ah. And if you want to leave a donation, there will be a link in the description for you to do so. We're 100% listener funded and whatnot. Go buy our merchandise. We have a lot of cool merchandise. I think, uh, like episode seven, I was like, if we don't have more than one shirt by the time this drops, then we have way I've more. done it wrong. And we have like. And we're about to start our own t-shirts, like, waiting on the stuff to come in so I can figure out screen printing. Yep, yep. And uh, Wayfinder, he made our logo. Wayfinder. Why not Why not stuff made our logo. So um, go check him out on Twitter. By around this time, he should have his own website with his own merch. 
And then go get some great compositions from Augusto Denise over on Fiverr.com. So with that being said... Chapter 13. Welcome to the High Republic. (laughs) It's Welcome to the High Republic, and then I play a little audio sample. Oh, my bad. Welcome to the High Republic. Centuries before the rise of the Empire, prosperity, pioneering, and adventure marked the era of the High Republic. So. Chapter 13. Are you okay? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Chapter 13. It's all prime. Oh, what pages? 79 through 84. Oh, okay. Awesome. It's all prime. 30 minutes to impact. Impact. This chapter starts off with... The two Jedi, Belzedafar and Loden Greatstorm. Now, this is the first time we have seen these fellas in four chapters. We haven't <sighs> seen them since chapter nine. Yep. And we left them basically with marauders, right? Yep. Uh, some people were shooting into a crowd full of civilians. Who were trying to all get off planet and they couldn't uh, because the guards on top of a wall would not let them onto a starship. Yep. That's Very uh, reminiscent of... Uh, pre-Biden era America. Try saying that three times fast. Pre-Biden era America. Pre-Biden era America. Okay. So, Loden and Bell. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's what it's reminiscent of. It's oh, okay. The wall and then COVID. I didn't put those two together, but already then. Okay. Um... So if you would like to have a conversation with me about this on Twitter, you're more than welcome to do so. Kaylee does not want to involve herself in discourse right now. I continue? am not allowed to. Oh yeah, that is put right. My viewpoints about <laughs> Texas school system sucks. I'm not allowed to put my viewpoints about politics out there. Um, I mean, I can, but it's just better safe to not. Um, so I do not personally talk about politics. Greg Abbott doesn't stand for anything. Uh, anyway, continue. Uh, <laughs> please don't get me in trouble. Good I'm not. It's, it's all me. Well, it's yeah. all me. My views. We are in association with each other. Though. No, we're That's not. That, we're married. No, and we're we have not. A you're just. Uh, you're uh, the the. I am my own person. You're just. But that is me. not the way teachers are viewed. And I'm going to shut my mouth. And we're going to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Oh, okay. There's no politics in Star Wars that relate to our world. <laughs> really? Um, none, even, zero. Star Wars is not trilogy? political. <laughs> no, the prequel trilogy has nothing to do with America. <laughs> has to do with Pluto and the associations the dog? that... Huh? <laughs> no, no, no. The, 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 the miniature planet. The dwarf planet. It's a planetoid. Yeah. The association that went through unnaming them as a planet and then naming them as a planet again. Okay, let's yep. get back to chapter 13. Lightsabers. Of Light of the Jedi. Um, yes, they have two lightsabers. So there's actually quite a bit in this four-page chapter um, that it, it's not so much like a whole lot of like bam in your face information. It's more so just, you know, Bell again, his views of... All these different things that pertain to his life. It's a it's a situational awareness and like a really lovely companionship between. Uh, it doesn't say master and apprentice. It says apprentice and master. Well, and I think that also has to go with how the names were like first put in because it says Bell Zedifar and Loden Greatstorm because he always puts who the viewpoint is basically right off the bat. That's kind of why well, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. he put apprentice and master 
and trying not to have like an alluding to the book Master and Prince. Well, yeah, he's directly on Loden Greatstorm's back end, literally, yeah. in this chapter. But uh, this this chapter is like, a, I, I don't know if it's meant to be or if it's just, you know, just the way it is. It's like a huge uh, shout out to me from Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice and the situation where uh, that Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon were in in the chapter one of that book where Qui-Gon's like, hey, I need you to do this. And Obi-Wan didn't interpret so the order in that correct way. Okay, I see that. So you're... you're- juxtaposing yeah i'm juxtaposing it because because it says here on page um i know what you're talking about 83 yeah it says at the top of 83 it turned out he was evaluating deciding and making a plant apprentice loden says protect me without waiting to see how his padawan would interpret his order and then yada 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 see i was thinking of on page 80 it says they didn't need to coordinate bell took the speeder on the left loading on the right each jedi's choice obvious to the others through the force yes. and and qui-gon and obi-wan did not but you know what we forgot to do you forgot to give your very brief synopsis oh of yes chapter. yes so what happens blaster bolts lightsabers loading drops people avar chris Okay, back to our discussion. It <laughs> the works. The lightsabers. It works. <laughs> that was better than last time. I thought last time was good. I, it was convoluted. You're terrible. Aspects. You're terrible. I'm not denying that. Anyway, so we kind of open up, like we mentioned, from Bell and Loden's perspective. More um, so Bell. Yes. Yes. Sorry. More so Bell. And I just highlighted some things that I thought was cool. I will read this first part out and then... I will let Kaylee read her part out, and I have some questions in association with these, like, paragraphs and a half. Forty. It says, The weapon sounded like nothing else in the galaxy. To Bell, it was the sound of skill and training and focus and the choice of last resort and the art of the Jedi. The art of the Jedi. So that's what you took from this was the art of the Jedi? So what... What do you think Art of the Jedi means? Well, that actually wasn't one of my questions, but reading this aloud, now in my mind, I'm like, what is the Art of a Jedi? I feel like we have to define art to begin with. Well, what is the definition of art? Well, where should we look? Should we look at the Merriam-Webster or... Oh, shit. Or what? Or vocabulary.com or dictionary.com. You pick one, then I'll pick another one. Okay, I'll pick Merriam-Webster. Okay, so what was the other one? Uh, Vocabulary.com? I think so. I like that one. It has like a... I've never even heard of this, if we're being honest. My philosophy professor loved online dictionaries with different like definitions. Well, well this is weird because I'm a English teacher and I didn't even know about Vocabulary.com. Well, there you go. It has... So, Merriam-Webster, um, art, noun, skill acquired by experience, study, and observation... Uh, second one is a branch of learning. Three, an occupation requiring knowledge or skill. And I'll do the fourth one. Yeah, fourth and then the sixth one. The conscience use of skill and creative imagination, especially in the production of aesthetic objects, which the way they're manipulating the situation here would be an art. Or definition six, decorative or illustrative elements in a printed matter. Okay. So, vocabulary.com has four definitions total. I'm going to read all four of them. 
I'm just going to read three of them. Okay, so the first definition, the creation of beautiful or significant things. Ooh. And number two, the products of human creativity, works of art collectively. I like that too. And then number four, a superior skill that you can learn by study and practice and observation. So, uh, you know, uh, a couple chapters ago, I say a couple because I don't remember how long ago it was. I said this time period was like the Renaissance of the Jedi. You said that like chapter zero? I I don't know. Zero. Was it zero? It was the craw, I believe. Chapter zero. So I, I said that this was like the Renaissance of the Jedi and it says the art of the Jedi here. So... All I can imagine is that this situation that's unfolding is basically their canvas. And it's their collection of yeah. arts. And literally, quite literally art. Like, I can literally imagine it in my head. Marauders coming to attack and them in, like, a freeze frame. Mm-hmm. And then reacting and it becoming, like, a film in my head. So what this is reminding me of is back when Avar was describing the different Jedi in the system... Yeah. And she had that one friend who nobody really liked to work with him because he always did something different. So oh, he always uh, had a Elzar different Man? Is that Elzar Man? Um I honestly cannot yes. think of it off the top it's, of my head. It should be Elzar Man because we're getting still in Geos in the rising okay. storm. So no one really liked to work with him because he always tried something different with the force. So really he's always experimenting with a new type of art. Oh, that, that was our man. Okay. Yeah, the guy who looks like a sh- uh, uh, Michael Shannon. Oh, I think he looks I like a. Fight him! I think he looks like a combination of Michael Shannon and Bruno Mars's face—not height, but face. Jesus Christ! Um, what a mutation. It, <laughs> anyway, so How I think. You find him? <laughs> okay, I, I'm thinking of art of the Jedi as, as you know, Stellan Geos, basically, where he. Try something. No, it's Elzar Man. Elzar Man. Why did I say Stellan? Like Stellan is is a work of art in himself. That man is so handsome, and his lightsaber is so cool. Okay. Um, He's the guy on the Rising Storm. Okay. With like the... I'm... Go ahead. Sorry. Jeez. Go ahead, Princess. For the forty seventh time. Okay. I I can't even. The art of the Jedi. I'm referring to Elzar Man in this case because he always tries something new. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you do. That kind of what just happens in art. You, yeah. In order to like be pushed ahead of like everybody, be like the top. Like, ooh, I'm gonna buy it for a lot of money. You have to keep changing what you're doing. It's living, it's breathing, and it's personal. See, yeah. my name's Death. Yeah. So uh, that's what I took away from it. So this is basically their situational canvas, and they are painting the situation how they deem sit. Deemed it? Deemed it. A demon? How they deem necessary. And uh, it's basically, it's almost flawless. So there's the juxtaposition of Master and Apprentice here. There's a Jedi Renaissance. Anyway. Did you take anything else from that last sentence itself? Um, It says to Bell, it was the sound of skill and training and focus and the choice of last resort, the art of the Jedi. So all those basically mean the art. See, I the, the big thing I was taking away from it was the choice of last resort. It's a big juxtaposition to pretty much any other Jedi we've ever seen because the lightsaber is their first option. And I also wrote down, 
So that that means there's no aggressive negotiations. Well, <laughs> well, this this next paragraph that you have it starts with lightsabers were right. Yes. Yeah, this next paragraph you have will answer your own I know. questions. I so know. That's why I was. Let's read this the and then let's go into it. <sighs> Instead of working backwards, it would probably be easier. You always work backwards. I'm trying to stay focused. Go. Go. Okay. Go. Okay. Lightsabers were divine. Divine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lightsabers were designed <laughs> to end conflicts. They were designed to endure no more. Injure? Did it, why did I say endure? Because it's spelled with an E. Endure. They are designed to endure. Endure. <laughs> Endure no more than necessary. And in the horrible circumstance, I'm <laughs> Holy shit. Maybe I need to get tested for ADHD. Wow. Okay. Stop devaluating my my thing. <laughs> Your face. Okay. And in the horrible circumstance where death was the only possible outcome, they would kill quickly. No more damage would be done by a lightsaber than its wielder chose there was no collateral damage with the lightsaber so i do have uh something here it says we're designed to end conflicts and then i just have a small note can we elaborate on conflicts do we want to look up the definition of conflict sure why not let's look up the definition <laughs> of conflict. okay i'll go first so oh wow okay um so vocabulary.com has nine definitions here uh, a few nouns and a couple verbs. Um, so an open clash between two opposing groups. Uh, number two, a hostile meeting of opposing military forces in the course of a war. Three, a disagreement or argument about something important. Four, a state of opposition between persons or ideas. Uh, five, opposition in a work of drama or fiction between characters or forces, obviously, in this one. Uh, six, opposition between two simultaneous but incompatible feelings. Seven, an incompatibility of dates or events. Eight, be in conflict. And nine, go against as of rules and laws. All right, you could have read like three of those. I could have, but uh, I went all out. All right, on the... Merriam-Webster, the definition of conflict. One, fight, battle, war, an armed conflict. Two, competitive or opposing action of incompatibles, the antagonistic state or an action as of divergent ideas, interests, and or persons. Uh, B, mental struggle resulting from incompatible or opposing needs, drives, wishes, external or internal demands. And three, the opposition of persons or forces that gives rise to dramatic action in a drama or fiction. So it says here, lightsabers were designed in conflicts. Now, how do we define conflict? See, the way I'm seeing conflict in this circumstance was, I mean, really, it's the next sentence. And in the horrible circumstance where death was the only possible outcome, they would kill quickly. So really, it, it's just two or more people who are disagreeing, and they are there to end a disagreement. So it's either a plain disagreement or a war, to me, in that manner. Lightsabers were obviously created for a conflict. 
what this conflict is. We have no idea. But the following sentences that redundant follow basically contradict my definition of conflict. So it's like this weird back and forth thing where it's like, so lightsabers were created for war, yet they were designed to injure no more than necessary, which is weird. Um, and in the horrible circumstance where death was a possible outcome, they would kill quickly. Here's the part that does make sense for me, though. Uh, no more damage would be done by a lightsaber than its wielders chose, and there was no collateral damage with a lightsaber. So what I'm seeing here is like, okay, I'm seeing things that contradict with the message of war and things that would help drastically when it comes to like saving civilians in war. So it's almost like a pick and choose kind of thing when it comes to a definition, but that's just my own logical assumption. What was your definition? My definition was just a uh, disagreement, which would make more sense yeah. in the manner of no more damage would be done by a lightsaber than its wielder chose. So... If you look, and since we, you know, only really can juxtapose, you know, yet again, the Jedi to the prequel trilogy, you look at two different Jedi. You look at, uh, obviously, Anakin, okay, and then you look at Yoda, okay? Anakin was, you know, one of the first to, like, automatically go in and I'm, I'm going to kill you in this. Yoda, you hardly ever see Yoda really use his lightsaber and he's using it to defend himself and he never really does damage to people around him, which Yoda, you know, was alive during this time. And he kind of stayed with that philosophy in that manner, maybe not other things, but in the use of the lightsaber. See, and that's that's where I'm going to have to separate the concept from like your argument, because conceptually, it sounds good for like Yoda to say, um, you know, the Jedi uses the force for knowledge and defense, never attack. But then in the prequel trilogy, if you look back on it, all the Jedi do is attack. Like the Phantom Menace pops up, who ignites their lightsabers, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, and what do they do? They attack. Did you say fandom or phantom? Phantom. Sounded like you said fandom. I hope not. <laughs> Jesus. Um and in Attack of the Clones, it it's basically done the same way. And Revenge of the Sith Anakin attacks, which is kind of the point, but still. Yeah, so my entire point is, like, just because an Empire Strikes Back, Yoda says one thing, doesn't mean they actually did that. Because truth be told, the prequel trilogy Jedi adhered to zero of any of their lessons. And we're seeing here in the High Republic that a lot of these Jedi um, are actually, you know, taking their own uh, lessons and uh, uh, tips and tricks and actually applying them here. So... When it says the Jedi... The actual application? Yeah, so when they, when Yoda says the Jedi uses the knowledge and foreign knowledge and defense... So it's not all theoretical. So it's not just college. It's actual application. Of it's actual things. application. And, oh my gosh. And Skier has something to say in the very first High Republic issue about um, basically mimicking like fortune cookie uh, uh, phrases like a parrot um, when it comes to being a Jedi. So... The, the the Jedi and the High Republic are actually applying it. So that's what you're seeing here is that, of course, they don't want this situation to happen, but it's happening. So, you know, shit. Okay. Yep. So we get into Bell and uh, Loden going after these people, after these marauders, correct? 
Yes, there is a, a, a soft description of uh, lightsabers here that I really like. The hum of his blade made Bell think that all think of all these things at once. So everything that we just said, um, as much as we broke down, for however long we broke that down for, Bell's at afar thought about all of those things at once and the point that lightsabers were basically designed to dissuade you from attacking. And it says, here, the marauders saw them coming. How could they not? Bell thought the part of... The uh, that was the part of the point of a lightsaber, too. It was bright, it glowed, it was impossible to ignore. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that had a lot to do with it. You know, it says between the sound and the light, an enemy was given warning every possible chance to simply not fight, and wasn't that always the best outcome? See, that was an interesting thing to me, was it's a non verbal warning, yeah, but. Even these Jedi gave a verbal warning compared to other Jedi we have seen that don't typically... Their 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 warning is like, don't do that. Like, it's a very brief verbal warning. So yeah, what we're kind of seeing from the lightsabers and the way it's described here is it's almost as like a, the lightsabers can be used as like a preemptive measure. You know... Or it's, deterrent. Or... Yeah, I mean, to, I mean, really, it's it's a deterrent to me. Well, well yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it, it it's very preemptive by igniting it. You know, you have that weapon on you, so it it would signal to somebody else, "Hey, if you do this, I have a lightsaber," which is preemptive. But on the flip side, it's actually uh, like post relative. I don't know how I would describe it. In the manner of it's there for their defense. In the ma- yeah, basically. So if something does happen, they can still utilize it. So it works twofold. So depending on your perspective, like for example, if if you wanted to run like a realism, uh, international uh, relations class here, you would say that well, you know, the deterrent or the uh, preemptive strike here would uh, be best suited for Wild West scenarios. Which is kind of like the negative way to look at it. So yeah, this would be a cool little lesson for international relations for anybody who's curious. Um, Anyway, continue, Kaylee. Are we on paragraph five now? 50 minutes in. Paragraph five? What the shit? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're only on paragraph five. Are we counting this by paragraph? One, two, three, four, five. We're on paragraph five. Well, let's get to the important stuff. There's a... There's... (laughs) It says, uh, is, uh, Loden says, why has the force called where, us? Where are, where are The we? middle of page 80. Why has the force called us to fight today, Loden says. For okay, okay. Time out. You just skipped over two whole paragraphs. I said, let's get to the important yes, stuff. Yes, I know, but we have to know. That they're evil. Yeah, all that paragraph covers is, uh, no, how so evil the, and dangerous what we, they are. What we need to know is the fact that there are 20 whole marauders, okay? Oh, yeah, And they are true. split up between two speeders, okay? So basically 10 and 10. And both of these speeders have very Math. large cannons mounted on the rear of their speeder. That's what we need to know. Okay. Move on. Okay. okay. So it says, uh, why has the force called us to fight today? That sounds nothing like Loden. Uh, and Soviet Russia, Loden pays you. So it says here, and the middle of page... Uh, 80, why was the force called to us to fight today, Loden says? For the light and the life, Bill replied. For, and, for life and light. And I put, 
for life and the light. What is the distinction between the life and the light, if we want to have this discussion? <laughs> In a vocabulary.com. No, we can just we can just uh, shoot from the hip. Let's just shoot from the hip on this one. Okay. So we're running over. Yeah, way over. That's okay. okay. So light is just the <laughs> it almost seems redundant it's like not, so not really. it's so remarkably similar that it's because hard life can be on the, the the dark as well but life is kind of they're not complete destruction i mean otherwise when palpatine became emperor he would have went in and killed literally everybody the way i have to look at it is i have to look at it as a fraction so you have you have the light over the dark. So one half. Plus, you have life over death, right? So the only way I can rationalize it and that life and light are similar while dark and death. Or maybe you could have light and death and darkness and life. Do you know? I don't... I don't... F- that's not the way I'm rationalizing it yeah. whatsoever. I'm I'm thinking like light, really the the light side of the force, trying to make sure evil because to to Bell he's very black and white. It's either this or it's this. There's no in between. But life, there is a lot of in between. Yeah. So he he sees the good in everything. So he's. I feel like he's just really like we're, we're doing this for the good of people, for the has good it, of their lives. Has this phrase not been used before in this book yet? It, I I know by the light, I think, right? All right, while you're looking, I'm going to continue. The, this has not been. I mean, this is the only. Okay. Um. So the the speeders cannons were firing, and what's happening here is that Bell's basically um blasting or deflecting them back and it says basically that zeb that zel zeb gazebo that bell was not an expert in many things but lightsaber techniques he was pretty good at he was pretty good at it says he was a padawan and probably uh would be for some time to come but the lightsaber that had come naturally to him from the day from the very start sorry my eyesight's getting bad so what we see is uh, Bell is deflecting these blaster bolts naturally, um, and you see the lack of coordination between Bell and Loden because they don't need it. Like they feel each other through the force. I mean, it's not really a lack of coordination. It's just the lack of an explanation for their coordination. Well, it says they didn't need to coordinate. Right. They didn't need to yeah, talk to each other. Yeah, they so could feel it through the right, force. To me, it's... It's just a lack of verbal coordination. Well, yeah, I just I'm just reading what it says. They uh, didn't. Anyway, there's uh there's a paragraph on the bottom of 82 and the top of 83 that I absolutely hate to read because it is uh, tongue twisting, and I'll read it aloud. Um, the deck cannons exploded, becoming twisted, smoking, um, melted wreckage, and marauders operating those guns died. Bell sensed. Since it happened, I can't see it. Since it happened, 
Even shrouded as he was in the force, he brought to protecting himself and those around him and through the connection he felt on the planet. Nothing a lightsaber could knock back, no matter how good its wielder might be. Okay. That's all one. Okay, so... It's a very A, C, D to B. So yeah, I don't like the way this paragraph sounds or... I don't like or is the written. way it sounds when you read it. Oh, because because oh. the way you read it, I'm like, oh, good because if that, if that is what is happening in your head when you read things, I feel that so bad is for what's you. happening in my head when I'm reading this. Okay, but when you read this, boy, it should really be read. Okay, you have to you have to break it up. There's okay? your I'm, estrogen splaining. No, it's not ovary splaining. This is this is how like you have to break it down for kids. The cogs okay? of the female. You, you have to break it down for kids because it is convoluted. It is very long. You're not used to sentences this long. So you have to break it down. Yep. The marauders operating those guns died. Yeah. Bell sensed it happen. You have to you have to literally break it up into like 17 I sentences. I did. Okay. Even shrouded as he was in the focus he brought to protecting himself from okay. those around him. Okay. Let me stop you. And let through me, the connection no, he hold, felt to hold on. on the planet... Nothing a lightsaber could knock back, no matter how good its wielder might be. Well, because I was trying to bring up a problem I had, whether you read it or not, and you stopped me, we're going to continue on. (laughs) What is the problem? It says, even shrouded as he was in the focus. Hey, you want to know why this is messed up? No. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we completely forgot uh, two pages. So, here's what it actually says. Not messed up. The deck cannons exploded, becoming twisted, smoking, melted wreckage. The marauders operating those guns died. Bell sensed it happen. Even shrouded as he was in the focus, he brought to protecting himself and those around him. And through the connection, he felt to the other Jedi in the system through Master Chris's effort on the third horizon. That makes so much more sense. Yes. So what's happening in this moment is he's focusing so great is that like he feels uh, at Avar Chris's efforts in connecting all the Jedi in the system. Says the cannons were gone, but they were the o- they were not the only weapons that the Marauders possessed. Well, you know what's really sad. So even though we we forgot page eighty one and eighty two, do you feel like we have left anything like there were things? Well, well I do. After I've read that part about Avar Chris, but though. I mean, other than that, like. You don't really need it. You want any? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, like everything else matched up. <laughs> now, now I feel like we absolutely five hundred percent need it because of that little passage with Avar Chris because it's so great. But what we're basically saying in pages eighty one and eighty two is the uh, different ways the uh, Marauders are trying to kill these Jedi, either using uh, basically like grenade launchers. Um, and the Jedi's like adapting to circumstances and having to somersault in the air. There's even a moment here where Bell Zetafar smells like uh, carbonized air. It's at the po- bottom of uh, page 81. Uh, and at the last second, he sees a lightsaber blade deflect the bolt upwards to, towards the sky. And it says, Bell understood his master just saved his life. So so basically what what these two pages are doing is... You know, they're, they're putting forth the way the Marauders are trying to, in the, you know, the best way to explain it is the way that, 
that Loden explains it. He says they're afraid. Okay? Yeah. They're trying to carve out a little control from an uncontrollable situation. So they, they don't necessarily, and you know we don't know this for sure because it's not from the perspective of marauders, but they're not necessarily trying to kill people. They're just trying to survive like everybody else. However, they're going about it in a very wrong manner. Well, uh, before even that and before... Um, and immediately after uh, Bell's life being saved, he realizes that the guards in the compound are shooting at them. Because they're trying to gain control as well. Yeah, it says, what are they doing, Bell said, uh, lifting his own blade and deflecting a blaster bolt. I thought you had an understanding with them. And uh, Loden says, they must have misunderstood the understanding. Hmm. So I, re- I really like that line. And then so what you're basically happening, seeing is like a mini disaster and like the bigger disaster. It's like they're trying to get these people on board, but these assholes are preventing them from getting on board and like stalling the Jedi from actually doing their job. But I mean, everybody is just doing either what they think or what, what they're getting paid to do or they're just trying to survive themselves, if we're being honest here. Yeah, and, I mean, if and, you if you were in the position of the Marauders and you had to, you know, save your family, and this was the only way to do it at this point, wouldn't you try to be doing the same thing? Well, it it also goes back to Bell. You know, he said that these people were plain evil, and that's a very like a, a surface level way of looking at it. So it's very black and white. Yes. So basically, what happens is Loden's looking at these guards and he's assessing the situation, and he's like. What can I do? And immediately says, Apprentice, protect me. And what happens is it says he put his hand at, hand out like a high five. And then he just spread his fingers like that. Like like this. Like, yeah, like a, star. a star. Like a star. And it says, um, like a star. That was all Bell could see. He stepped in front of his master, his lightsaber in a guard position, snapping blaster bolts back towards the guards on the wall. Nothing will get through, he thought. I will protect my master. So what he basically sees is as soon as Loden snaps too, all those guards on the wall basically start floating up. Is it the guards or is it the marauders? Uh, It says he he felt a surge behind him. Uh, The remaining marauders... Bell was in awe. Even the Ranaraki guards stopped firing as all eyes so watched the attackers the in, the air. in the air. Yeah, and then he blasts down the door. Yeah at, the, yeah, at the end. At the end, though. Yeah, and it says, uh, thank you, Bell. Loden says, you're welcome, Master. So he got this sweet little thing. Uh, and I really, really love this part. I highlighted this part. He ignited the saber. This is on the top of page 80, yeah, I highlighted it 84. He ignited a saber and his... And as the core of fire and light flashed into existence, the gates blew inward with a mighty crack and the lock obliterated by the force and Loden's mastery. The heavy metal doors smashed against the inner walls of the compound so hard it seemed as if they might rip from their hinges. Now do you understand? No, he shouted. Now do you? It kind of reminds yeah, me in the of audio, that. Well, in the audiobook, he, he's very pissed off. Uh, it reminded me, as I'm looking at it, Gladiator. He's like, are you not entertained? <laughs> I am Marcus Aurelius Aurelius Macho Machismo. No, Marcus Aurelius third. was the uh, uh, Caesar, was the king. Yeah, but isn't that Marcus Aurelius? Not the gladiator. The gladiator was the general. It's not Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius is the old guy that dies. Yeah, what's his name, though? Shit. 
is a great question that I do not have the anyway, answer Anyway, so what you see is Loden Great Storm. It's like a really soft and compassionate guy, but if you piss him off, um, you see the Great Storm. Why are you winking at me? <laughs> Don't. Why are you alluding to things that I have not read yet? Or is I'm this not just a, a massive I'm not alluding. I'm not alluding to anything. I said he's a nice guy, but if you mess with him, he becomes a great storm. Uh, Jesus Christ. Isn't there like a book called The Great Storm? Or no, The Rising Storm. Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh. Sorry, I was oh. born partially blonde, so excuse me from time to time. Um, the guard captain watched the refugees for a long moment, then looked up at Loden. He dropped his rifle, as did the rest of the guards. Loden lowered his lightsaber. He looked at Bell. He smiled. What you want to bet, though, those guards are trying to get on that ship, too? Yeah, probably. Then a moment of uncertainty for both master and apprentice. There we go. We have the, the change. There it is. Do you sense that, Bell said, from Master Chris on the Third Horizon? Yes, Loden replied. Something is wrong. Which is insane because there's already a million things wrong right now. But there's one big thing. Yes. The Great Disaster. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, uh, very uh, efficient chapter, even though we botched it. So I guess bear with us. Um, it won't happen again. I mean, it might. I'm no, human. It will not happen again. Wow, that sounds very toxic. I will make sure of it. (laughs) Yeah, so even though I made the mistake, you still acted like there was nothing uh, I did wrong. Well, what's funny is I said that paragraph sounds like shit, and you were like, no, it's the way you read it. You have to read it. Well, in some context, it made sense in my head, being completely honest here. So, yes, um, heading on over... To our book club! The Sacred Jedi Tech! The Sacred Jedi Tech! Read them, have you? Page turners, they were oh not. Oh my gosh. Okay, so first off, we have Kicks and Sticks, and they said, I love, love, love Loden and Bell's bond and the way that Loden trusts Bell to protect him. He seems like a great teacher. The moment where Bell deflects the blaster bolt and saves Loden is really powerful to me for some reason. Smiley face. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I really like their relationship so far in these books. This is the purest relationship that we've seen. And I think that changes in A Test of Courage, honestly, because I really like the relationship there. But I don't know. He He's a much better teacher than other you know, master and apprentice. He's definitely no Obi-Wan. Thank no, God. like he, he's very much so like, yeah, th- this is my mistake. You know, when we get back to Coruscant, I will find a better way of teaching you how to do something. Yeah, he's constantly evaluating. He, you know, he thinks that his failures are Bell's success. So it's kind of like he, he's fully well-rounded. So, yes. yeah. Um, and then we have a new person um, at PM Punk twelve twelve. Okay. Why, why did you look at me like that? I was I was thinking in my head. I was like, is this actually a new person? This or? is a person who has not commented yet. Not one hundred percent sure if he's new or not. Um, he's relatively new. Relatively yes. new. Okay. By this the time this airs, he will either be here or be forgotten. Somehow, wow. PM Punk has returned. Well, I, I'm saying that some people drop in and out of the group, so. Oh, I was like, <laughs> wow, 
Thank you for commenting, Pam Pong. Um, so he says one of the book's strongest action sequence. The tension ramps up wonderfully as situations all across Hetzal gets more dire. Does a really good job of showcasing Loden and Bell's dynamic under pressure, and Loden comes out looking so awesome. Yeah, she does. He looks dope in this. Yeah. Like, you know, I can mentally picture it. I would say this action sequence was really good, despite the fact that we were missing two pages. I felt like, I'm sorry, Charles, if I called your writing bad. Um, after I read it, it's actually pretty good. So um, you can call me a dumbass, and then I will call my wife a dumbass. And then I will call you one as well, because yes. you did not catch me. Okay. And I then, was just like, this sounds so bad. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I was trying to rationalize it. <laughs> Be more like Loden. I will find a way to fix this. I will fix it next time. Like, okay. I can't do anything about it now. Uh, yeah. Why dwell on the past? I can't edit. Just let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Okay. So, and then we have at that guy, Garrick. And so that guy, Garrick. Let's go. Okay. So, at that guy, Garrick says, Soul... Does such a great job with lightsaber combat, even though we missed out of it. Okay. Uh, he also says, Loden and Bell are amazing, and I love the line, to Bell, it was the sound of skill and training and focus and the choice of last resort and the art of the Jedi. Woo! Well, you know what, Garrick? We went into too. 30 minutes of it for you. Yeah, I mean... Uh... Round and round and round we go. No, not circles. Triangles. Circles are too difficult of a concept. Or triangles are too difficult of a concept. No, it goes from circles to triangles, right? Triangles to circles. Triangles Whatever. are too anyway, much for anyway, a uh, little mind to comprehend. Anyway, so you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WayfinderPod. Please go buy our merch. Find uh, it in the description because it's somewhere. With that being said, we're all the Republic. We are all the Republic.